Hi, everybody. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today, we've got a great episode of Off the Market Forever featuring James Isles and Chris Zyker, where we focus on the domain space through the lens of end user acquisitions and upgrades. On today's show, we talk about a bunch of domains such as distributed.com, technologyholdings.com, gala.com, and scan.com. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at domainsherpa.com and also watch some of our episodes on our YouTube channel at ds.tv. You can also check us out on Apple, Spotify, and the other podcast platforms as well. And as usual, big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. With all that, it's time to get into this episode of Off the Market Forever here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, aka JT, aka J On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is episode number two of our brand new show called Drumroll, please. Off the market forever. <laughs> All right, I love doing that. Um, and uh, this show features James Isles and Chris Zyker, the one and only. Um, and uh, it's where we really approach domain name purchases and sales um you know trying to really look at it through the lens of the end user right we say off the market forever uh and what we mean by that is that you know when you have really premium uh most of the time com domains but they don't have to be just coms but premium domain names uh you know once they are purchased by the proper end user uh, you know, at that point, they're off the market forever. And that means that, you know, for anyone else who, you know, who branding wise, you know, would have been using that same term, that same phrase, whatever it might be, uh, you know, the opportunity is then likely gone, you know, not always. I mean, we had some people that, you know, feedback is funny with people, you know, we, we just released a show for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, and they're like, well, what about this one time, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, you know, and of course, look, we're not well, saying that these, we're not saying these names never come back to market, their businesses fail all the time. And, uh, but, you know, when you have, you know, businesses that do end up succeeding and, uh, you know, and with the right funding and the right market fit and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, when with the right domain name, um, you know, that will be a domain that you'll never, ever have the opportunity to obtain ever again. Um, you know, and I think for Chris's standpoint, too, it's interesting because off the market forever can also kind of speak to offers that you might get on a domain. So if you're trying to sell a domain, you know, there are times where, you know, you've got a, you know, a, a startup, an emerging business, a business is thinking of rebranding. And, you know, they may be considering a domain that a seller has, um, but the seller prices themselves out of that opportunity. And then that buyer moves on to another name, another brand, they pick something else. And then in, in that way, you also have the, uh, you know, you have a buying opportunity that is now off the market forever as well. So it's really trying to find that sweet spot, you know, but for us, so uh, introduction of, of my, my co-host to my right, I got my boy, Chris Zyker, AKA Zyker's Island, AKA the plug. You know, AKA Joe Gerard, AKA Z unit. And I, you know, so I'll go through your bios quickly and then probably on the following shows, we won't do that. You know, we kind of, it's how we do it on most of these Sherpa shows. Once people are on, I know everybody knows who these guys are, but just for the folks who don't, um, you know, Chris is you know, almost 20 years, uh, executive veteran sales and marketing, managing accounts over a hundred million in annual sales revenue. 
Um, you know, and uh, you can see his bio on the media options page, uh, but he is, is arguably the number one domain broker in the world, uh, working for media options, the number one domain brokerage in the world. Um, you know, Drew Rosner has, uh, you know, kind of gave, gave Chris the, uh, sort of the platform to run with and Chris has just excelled. And, and for me, it's really an honor. I mean, I, I you know, full disclosure, we work for media options. I've got the pleasure and the honor of working with Chris on a daily basis. And it's just amazing to see how hard the guy works, how smart he is, and, uh, you know, how good he is at getting to, you know, the real decision makers on both the buy, buying and selling of domains. And uh, there's probably not anybody else in the world that speaks to more key decision makers from companies, end user companies, uh, key domain sellers, uh, you know, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis than Chris. So it's a pleasure to have him on the show, man. Welcome. What's up, my dude? Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, <laughs> I, what said all that? <laughs> I know, I know. Right. Um, and then, of course, down below me, I got my boy James Isles, a.k.a. James Names, a.k.a. James Isle of Man, a.k.a. Walter Cronkite. Uh, he's a domain. He's James has jamesnames.com, which is his domain name centric blog. Um, before founding that, he was the lead writer at the Name Pros blog, where he published over 700 articles relating to the domain name industry. Um, building James names into one of the most popular sources of data research and industry news in the domain space, um, referenced as a source in articles across, you know, all these major news outlets, Mashable, Business Insider, Vice, um, and, uh, and he works with some of the biggest, the best, the brightest in the domain space, uh, arguably the best journalist in the domain space doing it now. Um, he, he writes for media options, full disclosure, but he also writes for, uh, DN Academy, uh, domain name wire, dnd.com and, uh, does a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well. So, you know, and I think you guys, as we talked about on our first episode of this show, um, really the perfect sort of tandem to talk about. Because nobody's under the hood looking at activity and really breaking down, you know, why companies are, as they rebrand, as they are upgrading their domain names. I mean, he does a series on, on domain name upgrades. So, you know, he's in the weeds all the time looking at, you know, the movement of names, why companies are buying them, why companies are selling them. And uh, so, yeah. So, again, this, this provides a really cool, fresh perspective. With all that, I'm going to stop talking because there's a reason these guys are on the show. Okay. And uh, plus, I got this crazy thunderstorm that just kicked off. Like, so I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. But um, yeah, so but uh, but here we go. So this is episode two. And uh, so, guys, first of all, just what's happening? How are we doing? Well, Chris, you're muted. I would say, James, let me kick it off with a framework. So, I mean, the, the thought on this show is to kind of go. We're trying to work to uh, work to a, an agenda that works. You know, I think as we get going, it'll it'll be more clear. But we're going to go over kind of domains that sold the marketplace with some trends or one interview and uh, maybe some more trends, right? Kind of what we're seeing in the marketplace. And, and I think this show is good for both the end user and it's good for the domain investor, right? So, I mean, when I started in domaining, I was like, well, and why do these things sell, you know? Um, you know, there's the wholesale market of domain names that's active, you know, I mean, you know, there's liquidity at the right price, right? I mean, most domains will sell. I, mean, I, I, I have people tell me all the time, I'll give you $10 for that domain, you know, or like $1,000 for a million dollar domain. You're like, so there's liquidity, right? Maybe not your liquidity, um, but uh, you know. So I started with this journey. Like, why do these? Like, why are why why do companies buy domains, right? When you can figure out why you, the companies to buy domains, then you can figure out what domains to buy, right? So it's like kind of like both, and um, you know, kind of you know your thought on the on the title, JT, like off the market forever. I mean, I, I tell people and I tell companies and founders and marketing executives, like, listen, your domain is one of the biggest risks you have to scaling. 
And I think some of these initial stories, James, are going to show that. Like, that's why they bought it, because there was a massive risk to their brand, right? Whether it be a generic domain or whether it be their brandable domain. It's, it truly is one of the biggest risks because, you know, and, and I, I lay it out in seven dimensions, but, you know, global positioning, we'll, we'll go over that as we go through. So anyways, that's kind of the framework. Uh, we're going to develop it out. If you want to hear something, leave us a comment, shoot us an email. My email's everywhere. Unfortunately, good and bad. Oh yeah, yeah, we're easy to find. That's for sure. So, James, <laughs> talk to us about you. I mean, so you got some personal news, right? Uh, you guys just had a baby. I mean, and now you're in week two of trying to figure out how to manage operating off of zero sleep. How's that going? <laughs> we are day eleven, I think. Ah, um, congratulations, moment, so man! Congratulations. What's that like? Congrats. Just over two hundred and fifty hours in, we're going hour by hour at the moment. <laughs> oh wow, it's like that. <laughs> trying huh? to survive at the moment. <laughs> Well, it's, it's it, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so many highs, so many emotional highs. And then just the sleep deprivation gets you and you go to go to another place and it's amazing, but also really tough. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it I mean, always gets it always gets easier. Uh, well, it gets easier and harder in different ways. I know Chris can attest to that. He's been through this process more times than anybody. But um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, insane. but it is like uh, you know, you do have those beautiful moments, and then you have plenty of moments where you're like, it, it, it. You know, it'll test you. But you know, having uh, you know, but just you know, it's all about having a plan and trying to stick to it as best you can. Although you know, a lot of it is on the fly, man. I I, used, I joke around because. One thing people tell people expecting children for like the first time, you know, it's like, you know, sleep when your baby sleeps or even worse, save yeah, up on, work, save up on sleep save now. Like, what does that mean? Come on, man. This isn't uh, a bank. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that one works. My, yeah. my aura ring doesn't know what's hit it. I mean, my, it just, it <laughs> oh, just yeah. keeps warning me saying, you need sleep. You need to get some oh, sleep. Yeah. Try and try and prioritize sleep. And so pretty soon you're going to have the, the, folks from the company coming to your house and being like, either this thing is broken or you need to go like, you know, we got to, we got to step in and intervene. But, um, well, look, we appreciate you uh, diving in all things considered with everything you got, you guys have going on and congratulations again, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. And uh, so happy for you. And, uh, Thank you. all right, well, cool. So where do you guys want to kick off today? I mean, I think we've got a lot to talk about. There's been a lot that's happened since we've last, uh, you know, been on the show and, uh, where do you guys want to begin? Chris, over to you. I think on where we will. Yeah, no. Let's let's um let's go through your list. I think we go through sold domains, and then I think we integrate trends into that as well as like insights, and then I think we hit your interviews. I think your interviews. I mean, are priceless. And I, I James, I didn't realize you had seven hundred interviews. That's like amazing. No, no, no. Seven hundred articles. Articles, but it's still that's oh. like that's like amazing. I mean, like literally, yeah. like well, it's like a Malcolm Gladwell book. tipping point. Like you you pass the yeah. tipping point. It's it's somewhere in there. You know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when you talk about expertise, I mean, really, like you know, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. yeah. Put it, put it in the book, man. You know, I mean, like that's just prices. Like these interviews, and I mean, they're prices because there's like, I, in my view, of selling once again is worldview, self-view, roadmap, right? So worldview is like domains are important. Each of these interviews like breaks it down, and it just it's like, yeah, they are important, you know, and different reasons. And the self-view is like, I can't do it, right? And so it's like, no, you can do it. Look at these companies, right? So, kind of a thought to have in the back of your mind as you go through this. How do you become a better investor? How do you sell, you know, bigger domains? How do you have these conversations? Um, but yeah, let's let's just hit the let's hit the first one, James. Um, it's worth I think it's worth saying, Chris. Yeah. If you want to read these, they're all on mediaoptions.com forward slash blog. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, there's a there's a whole backlog of them on there. So okay. anyone's interested for the last year or so, there's there's yeah, no, and I think that's 30, a, it, 30 on that. 
That's what I think is really neat about domain investing, you know, because people say, all right, it's this sort of niche space within, you know, digital assets and everything. And uh, sometimes not as sexy as some of the other stuff, NFTs and things like that or cryptocurrency. But it's like, but, you know, there is and people also feel like sometimes the you know, the barrier of entry is easy and that to become a domain investor, you just have to be able to register a domain name technically. Right. So, I mean, but, you know finding the right amount of information and expertise to understand how to do this. There's plenty of people that we see come in, you know, get excited, spend all their money, buy names that end up, they can't sell, you know, and there's, there's a lot of different pieces that, that make folks successful in this space. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there are definitely some great resources and tools. DN Academy is one of them. Michael Seiger, who is the original founder of Domain Sherpa. Um, the, uh, he, you know, that's since been acquired by GoDaddy. Uh, but he is the number one educator in the space. And there's a lot of really cool, interesting tools and things around that. There's articles, there's name pros, as we mentioned, talking about in your bio, you know, and then also too, you know, everything that we do here at Domain Sherpa, uh, you know, all you can go onto the Domain Sherpa site and look at all these old, uh, you know, all the old episodes where we've been posting them to our YouTube page at ds.tv. Um, and, uh, and then all the stuff that we've got on the media options blog. So it's like the, you know, the information's out there. People are always willing to sort of share it's just the key thing is really trying to, you know, hone in on the right lessons and understand sort of what are you trying to achieve and how you're trying to get there. And it's know? really, it's the framing of it, right? So this is what we're, this, this is, I mean, I don't know. I think this is priceless because yeah, I, well, I've, you're, you know, James has 700 articles. I have thousands. I mean, I know it sounds crazy at thousands. I have over 300,000 300, contact points, 20 something thousand companies <laughs> we reached out to. And I spent like, I spent hundreds, if not thousands of like thinking about this because, yeah. You know, if you know how to package it, it makes all this information make sense. And that makes you a better investor. Anyways, let's get started, James. Yeah, let's get started for sure. Yeah. So are we going to go on scam.com? Is that? Uh, no, let's, let's hit, uh, I'm going to uh, distribute it. Well, can we? Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just go down your list from the from top to bottom. Um, cool. So the aforementioned list is just a production list that I put together before this just to help oh. out. So. That's, um, yeah, yeah so no, anyway, people will be like, oh, where do I find the list? It's like, you know, that's internal. Exactly. Yeah. We're not publishing <laughs> this one. But yeah, we're talking about, so, uh, so, so we got a domain upgrade, uh, to talk about, right. Um, we've got distributed, they were distributed.co and they acquired distributed.com. Right. And, uh, and this is really interesting. So what is this? So go ahead, James, what, who is distributed? What's their deal? You know, what did you, what did you find out as, as part of the process there? So yeah, Distributed is a London-based company founded in 2017. Uh, they offer a global team of freelance developers that can be deployed, scaled up or scaled down to suit the needs of a client. So um, a fully a fully remote team. Um, we're seeing a lot of remote, uh, a, a lot of investment in remote, uh, remote software companies and remote remote um, workers. Um, yeah, no, and I think but, this is one of those things. There's a couple of different interesting trends here because kind of to Chris's point where he said, you know, you can also utilize these to see like, you know, frame kind of an idea of our, what was driving the decision making here on the part of these end users, which, you know, are like the, you know, the grail for domain investors, right? When you buy a big domain, you ultimately, you know, you don't just necessarily flip it on secondary markets and to other domain investors, you're really trying to get it in the hands of the sort of the best possible end user, which is oftentimes the end user who's going to be willing to spend the most money for the domain because it ultimately has the most value to them. Um, and there's a couple of trends here. I think that you've got a broad macro trend of remote work, right? So many teams, you yeah. know, media options is very distributed. Uh, in fact, we're completely distributed. So, um, and then you also have this trend of co to com, right? Which we see very often. 
Um, so, you know, any indication, you know, so go ahead. Um, as far as like the timeline, I mean, you know, they, they'd been operating on distributed.co for a few years and, uh, it it seems like it's, they've been on distributed.co since 2017. Um, I think the move to distributed.com, uh, was probably, probably due to, um, their funding earlier this year. So they secured 30 million pounds of funding from, uh, British Telecom. Um, mm. So what's that, about $36 million. Um, then they've just followed that up recently with another £8 million funding round. So they've got they've got plenty of funding behind them. And as most companies do seem to do, they, they upgraded to the dot-com. Um, the dot-com was previously owned by BTC Media. So I think it obviously had uh, Web3, Web3 connotations. Um, mm. But yeah, they've, they've they've reattributed it to, to fit their needs. Yeah, I think, I think the, um, I mean, and I think uh, James, we go through, we'll kind of come up with our own little framework, right? So, I mean, is it funding, right? Um, You know, how long were they, how long were they around for? Like what, you know, what, you know, how does it interact with seven dimensions? When I look at this one, it was interesting because we were talking about trends as well, right? So, I mean, you know, there's, I look at trends in three ways, economic, Social, economic, and technological, right? So social is like what's happening in the marketplace. Like, are there peers doing this, right? Is there social trends? Uh, you could say, you know, the, the whole move to online was a massive social trend, right? I mean, just because the world changed. Um, you know, economic is how much money's out there, is money flowing? And, you know, where are we at in the cycle of money, right? So, I mean, we were like in this massive push, right? Trillions of dollars got, got printed, you know, VCs and private equity was going nuts. Um, and then, and then the last trend is just technological is like what's happening from a technological standpoint. Um, and you'll see that maybe with some of the new, newer GTLDs. And it's interesting here because, um, you know, in this, in this case, it's like, I just, you know, one of the things I look at is, okay, I go to LinkedIn, how many companies are out there with distributed in their name? And there's, there's quite a few. Uh, mm-hmm. I go down to like the fourth page and it's like, you know, the distributed energy show science distributed, you know I mean? So there, there's quite a bit out there, um, you could say noise, you could say competition, right? Um, or what we call the gold position for, the, for their brand. And we'll bring that, and that's going to come up over and over again. But I think, James, probably, you, you said... I was just going to say, probably they're in a very similar field as well, so distributed teams. Um, yeah. I can imagine that other, other companies called distributed are in the same space. So um, securing distributed.com means that this company is distributed online. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and this is one yes. of those. This is like your prototypical, you know, big domain upgrade, right? I mean, because it's like they're operating on the .co, so they probably got all sorts of email leakage and other security and other risks and concerns. They'd probably been i you know eyeing up the distributed .com domain name for probably since the beginning. Couldn't afford it initially, right? Then got to a point in of you know of success where. Not only did it become necessary, well, you know, I guess it's it's chicken versus the egg, but you know, it's it not only was it then affordable, or at least they had the funds to acquire it, but it was even more necessary than ever, right? Because as they're taking yeah. on funding, you know, and it's very possible too that you know British Telecom made it a requirement, or you know, some of the investors made it a requirement, like, hey, you know, we're because we've seen this too in the past, we've seen investors investing in, in companies because they have good domain names, for example, Jason Calcanis investing in calm.com. Um, but we've also seen it where, you know, you have investors that make it a mandate that it's like, hey, you know, we're not in unless you're going to upgrade, you know, your yeah. domain as part of your process, you know? And I, I think that's, that's the key, right? It's like so often we think, oh, you know, they got it because they had money. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, part of it is just that conversation that, that takes place. It's like, you know, they go in, you know, I mean, it's interesting because I deal with a lot of .co's when we're selling domains and, and you know, we're saying, hey, here's the .com. A lot of times maybe like a .co with like two words, you know, like even worse, right? And like, oh, we don't need it. You know, we don't want it. And, you know, they give you 10, 10, 10 bucks, right? A thousand bucks, right? Um, and, uh, but it's not until they go into those meetings when they're actually like pitching and trying to get money, you know, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, well, hey, you know, it's just something that comes up, right? You don't want to look stupid. You don't want to, you know, I mean, so like it, it kind of comes up to the forefront of your mind. Well, um, you know, you know they're, they're, I, I say their worldview is broken and shattered, right? And that's, you know, that's the best time because, <laughs> you know, when it's your investor giving you millions of dollars, it's like, hey, you need to own this, man, um, you know, well, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and we've also seen it too where, um, you know, it's also part of the pitch deck where part of what the use of the funds is yeah. going to be. You know, hey, we're raising funds. What are you going to use the money for? Well, one of the first things we're going to do is upgrade our domain name. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think those are the things that are, you know, really drive, you know, and again, that's why I look at this particular upgrade as it kind of checks almost all of the boxes, right? I mean, it had, you know, started on the, the, the you know, the, the lesser quality domain, um, you know, but had a very clear brand, right, distributed, um, you know, it hit, they got, you know, they had more success, they got funded, there were larger, you know, macro trends that were driving, you know, their further need, you know, and you would almost argue too, it's like not only just, you know, around their business, like the idea of of teams going more remote and more distributed, but it's like, you know, and then it means even more of their business is probably done online requiring even more of a stronger online presence. I mean, you literally couldn't have a better example of like, it it, it, it takes all the, it's really James, any idea what this sold for? Uh, no idea, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to run a phrase past you. I don't know what you think of this, but I feel like .co is the ultimate stepping stone domain. No 100%. one wants to stay on 100%. a .co. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, because I think that just because it's so close from a letters standpoint, right, that you yeah. really, I mean, when you talk about email leakage and you talk about all these other things, it's like there is no extension that is more ripe for all of those issues, you know? And I think you can also make the argument too that, and when you talk about a .io or .xyz, you know, as two, you know, other extensions that, you know, especially in the crypto and the NFT Web3 space, you know, have built, uh, you know, some momentum over these past, you know, two years, three years. Um, you know, I think with those, the it's more in line with like the .io, the .xyz becomes part of their branding to some degree, right? So it's yeah, almost like, because it has to, right? You can't just be you know, zoom and not have the zoom.com. If you have the XYZ domain, you almost have to be, Oh, we're zoom.xyz. Right. Like, and yeah. with the co it's just too close. You know what I mean? It doesn't create yeah. enough no, of it is differentiation, massive, massive. you know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, well, the, and, the perfect so. example is, um, overstock. Do you remember them? They course, were granted yeah. to o.co yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, they lost 61% of their traffic to o.com. <laughs> I mean, it, that that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, folks like Rick Schwartz will talk about that all the time. And he's talking about this is why, you know, calm is king. And, you know, this is why you ultimately, you know, you need to, you don't even realize at times. I mean, we see it with some of the domains that we've got in our own portfolio. You know, clear.com is an example, which is an incredible well, email security, Yeah, email security is huge. Too. I mean, yeah, you're right, Gene. It, it literally ticks every single mm-hmm. box. Yeah, this and is it's awesome. One, it's what? It's very one-sided, the dot co. Like, hey, we love selling them. You know, there, there's there's a place for a company to buy it as they're growing. You know, 
but ultimately, if they're going to scale and grow, they have to get the dot com. And, and yeah, um, uh, no one wants to stay on a, a dot com. Well, it's only <laughs> I'd be surprised it's only if there's anyone point. that wants to. There's yeah. no advantages to the dot co other than you got in for a small price, right? But you know, what, one of the things yeah. I tell companies is like, listen, you're you're going to pay for it. You're just you don't realize it, right? You're, yeah. you're paying no, for the dot com because you know, with with email, with confusion, with you know, having with marketing. You just spread it out and you just, you know, but you're going to pay for it. Like, you, you know, in the end. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you, James. I think just keep going along that road. Like it is, it's one of the most obvious with JT's point that, I mean, you just see it because, you know, they lose emails and we've seen emails. <laughs> oh man. I mean, and, and, you know, so you could, you know, I guess there's two benefits. It's like, you know, you pay less to get it and there is one less letter technically. But the letter is the letter that well, no one has a problem putting it in. It's the one. It's literally like one of the letters that you know. It's on the wrong side of the dot if you're trying to shorten your domain name. Really, you know. Although, yeah. uh, so, um, but yeah, no. I think this was this is uh, so. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out and and see if you know their continued success and you know with all of these, you know, we'll keep an eye on these. I know James, you know, we talked about this and you know, maybe get an interview with the, you know, with the founders or some folks there, get if, if the, uh, you know, there are some folks out in the space, George uh, Kirikos, for example, you know, does an excellent job of finding out, like doing the sleuthing to determine what, yeah, be interesting you know, to see what they paid for, yeah. you know, to see what the, you know, and then we can do follow-ups on all these as well, which is pretty cool, you know, and this really does provide a really good, and then it becomes a question of, okay, if you are, you know, and I don't know who BTC Media is, but you know, then it's a question of like, all right, you've got the distributed.com. It's like, how do you get a hold of distributed.co at the right point of their life cycle to make sure that, you know, you get the most value as you're trying to sell this domain, mm -hmm. if that's ultimately your plan, you know, you're not using it. And, you know, you're, you're trying to determine who you're going to sell it to. I'm sure, you know, distributed.co is probably one of the ones that's the top of the list, along with anyone else that's using sort of some form of, you know, get distributed.com or some other, you know, version of of that um, yeah. distributed app.com distributed app, whatever it might be, you know, they, they're on the hit list. And then it's a matter of, you know, keeping an eye on. So Chris, so tell me about that. So we've got names that we've got in our own portfolio. We've got names that we broker for our clients at media options. Um, you know, so for something like this, so are you, um, you know, do you have a, do you f sort of, I don't want to say get alerted, but you know, is, is it, is there sort of something where these guys are about to get funded? And that creates more of a sort of a pressure on your part to then reach out to them in that timeline. Like, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, that's one part of the process, right? So, I mean, you know, depending upon the domain, is it generic, you know, how, how, how deep does it go? Where does it go? Um, is that, I'm seeing your internet's connection unstable. Is that me? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Okay, yeah. Okay, mine, I was yeah, saying so it was the thunderstorm. Here I, before, I, I would say this is like the, a domain name and we got to jump on these other ones here, but like a domain name, the sale of a domain name is the story of a brand. And I think that's the key, right? It's like, it's the story of, of this company and how this company moves, you know, is, is scaling and growing, right? In this case, you know, this company started off, you know, I don't really know the details, but it'd be interesting to go back and look, you know, but it's kind of the same, right? They start off with maybe a, a small team and they came in here, you know, and they scaled this other, this other, this other aspect. And, and, and like, where in the journey do they sell it, right? So, I mean, you know, you have some domains like this that they raised a lot of money and they bought it, right? Sometimes they don't buy it, right? I mean, they, their worldview is one that, hey, we're the only one in this space. We're not worried about it. And, you know, they take pride in, in, in maybe, you know, like saving money, whatever, right? Some domains only have one buyer. Okay, this domain had multiple mm -hmm. buyers, right? There's, I mean, there's many companies out there called distributed, okay? 
Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's generic, it can be, you know, it can cross different verticals. Whereas other domains, I mean, literally, right? And this is, I think this is the important, important pointer is like, and I think, uh, let's move to the next one, James. So the next one is, is, is kind of makes my point, And that's on this list is uh, technologyholdings.com, right? Um, uh, and uh, I think that was a great sale. I think the, I think the price was great. Um, you know, in this case, you know, it's generic in one sense. There's other technology holdings out there. You know, they had a dash in it. And that dash, I mean, is like, they, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like emerging acquisition companies. So, I mean, they probably were losing traffic to the other one. And they're saying, hey, what's going on here, right? So at a certain point, they're like, you know, if we can justify hiring a salesman, we can justify buying this domain for $100,000 because it'll literally, you know, do the work <laughs> of like 10 salespeople, right? Just in the, in the clarity it brings. Um, so for the same- Yeah, probably- a recap of that is that uh, Mike Mann sold technologyholdings.com for $150,000 recently. Um, the company that bought it was founded in the year 2000. And mm. it just it just raises the question of why now? Yeah, why so now let me, all this time? and that's an interesting question because, I mean, if, if depending on how long Mike has held the name, right, but it wasn't like, you know, he, he didn't sell it cheap, right? It sold for $150,000. Um, and, uh, now I'm sure it's worth the money that they paid for it based on the fact that they've been around as long as they have, but it, they've bounced around. It's interesting. So, you know, they started in 2000 and they originally operated on technologyholdings.net, And then 10 years later, they moved to technology holdings.com. Right. And that was like in 2011. And then 10 years later, they upgrade again. If you could argue even if whether or not that move in 11 was even an upgrade. Right. I mean, which I think is funny because it's like they, you know, they went through 10 years of business and then said, all right, you know, we know we need a dot com. We can't get technology holdings. And I don't know the history of the domain, you know, and how again, how long Mike has had it. It's possible he's had it the entire time. And that's why, you know, with this kind of price tag on it, because, you know, he prices his names pretty high. And, um, you know, and that it wasn't until, you know, as they got into this, you know, and maybe they were successful through, you know, these last couple of years where they really had, you know, quote unquote, extra cash lying around. But I think that's yeah. the point, too, where it's like, you know, this name was probably worth just as much 10, 20 years ago, you know, and then they get to a point where they can finally afford it and finally pull the trigger and end up with the right name that now they don't have to worry that 10 years from now, they're going to want to upgrade their name again. You know, I mean, they're not going to move to well, technology.com or something, I mean, yeah, they could, yeah. but there would, you know, it's unlikely. So, so um, I think, I think one way to look at this is like the five buyer types. Okay. So it's hobbyist. It's like the very, the very bottom. Then you go to so hobbyists is like, you know, they're doesn't matter. You know, it's a hobby, right? It's like this, the, the guy selling renting surfboards down at Waikiki beach, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, listen, man, he doesn't need surf.com. Him, you know, you're going to come down there. Yeah. Like, uh, that guy's got the life though. You know, you show it 20 bucks, you give it to them. You know, it's like, okay, here you go, man. Um, so the hobbyist doesn't care, right? They're drinking beer. They're up, you know, it's like they could use a dash. And like I talked to a guy yesterday. He's like, you know, he had like a dash and then a dot .io. And, you know, and I'm like, man, awesome. That's like the best name for you. Like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, yeah. what you're doing with it doesn't matter. Like, awesome. I'm proud of you. I wasn't trying to sell him a, be a better upgrade because it literally didn't need it. Anyways, from there you go to like small business slash regional. I'm sorry, so like solo entrepreneur slash regional. And then you go to national legacy, uh, national slash legacy, right? And so I would categorize this in kind of that legacy, right? They've been around for a while. It's point 22 years. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of national. And, and so I think that that what he got, the price he got was good because at this, at this point, you know, a lot of these companies, you know, although they're, it looks like they do merging acquisitions on different sites and companies, you know, they don't, they don't understand branding, right? I mean, branding, you know, they think, hey, we've been around so long. 
you hear word of mouth is what is what drives our business. You know, we don't really do advertising. Um, we have our big client list, and so you know they're willing to just they're willing to just suffer the pain. You know, I mean, right? I mean, JT, as you said, they were on the .net, and then they went the dash. You know, um, clearly uh, they backwards move. Which, well, you, clearly, which would you prefer? You know, that's a great question. I think. Um, I would probably prefer the .NET, to be honest. I mean, I think that, you know, dashes to me, I, I'm just not a fan. I think that it doesn't mean there's not value. We saw something come up recently. Um, I forget what the name was, but it sold for a bunch on whether it was Namejet or whatever. And, you know, it was because the amount of backlinks were, were pretty extensive, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and the name had like three dashes in it and sold for like 15 grand or whatever it was, you know, and everyone was like, what in the world? But it's like, you know, and there's sort of, so that's where you kind of have hidden value around things and names and things that, you know, sort of aren't as obvious right up front. But I just think if you've got to tell people, I would rather tell people that my domain was technologyholdings.net than have to make sure that they catch the dash in between you know, and imagine when you're send, you know, you're on the phone with someone, and they're like, "Okay, sir, so what you're, and you're calling on behalf of your business?" And real quick, Chris, when Chris was making those comments, he wasn't talking specifically about technology holdings and about their view. He was talking about the the national, uh, you know, sort of tier yeah. three companies in general. Yeah, but yeah, buyer the, types, buyer types. Yeah, the buyer types. And and I, I got a couple questions on that stuff too. But um, just to finish my thought, you know, but if you got to be like, okay, it's T E C H N O L O G Y dash. H O L, you know what I mean? It's like, man, I just is think it you're dash G A C H or is it dash? <laughs> you know, yeah, dash is dash is in oh. the word. No, no, dash is in the character. Like, what? Oh, okay. And is it the little dash? Is it a subtraction sign? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I am a not a fan of dashes in domain names. Period. Great. Um, so I, if it was the me, Germans love them though. The German, like in so, Europe, like. Yeah, well, that's interesting. You know, you've, you've got some cultural things with some different, and then that also, uh, you know, speaking of Germans, I mean, they're more, you know, they're 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 also willing to use .de domains. You know, the .de yeah. extension does pretty well yeah. in Germany compared yeah. to, yeah. Dot, you know, they're a country that will use their extension, their their country code extension um, natively, you know, more readily than than others, right? So, yeah. um, and so there are certain but, things about that, but yeah, yeah, just. This is skipping ahead quite a lot from what we were planning, but yachts.com is a perfect example of a German company moving from a hyphen domain. So oh, the company that bought that is Sigmund and Yachts.de, and they've changed to yachts.com. So you say that you say that Germans love a hyphen, but um, some of them want to move off it by the look of it. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, talk about just a keystone. You know, it's like. And I think we we have to remember like the overall economic trend here is that there was a lot of money. I mean, some businesses did unbelievable during this you know last two years, right? And some yeah. didn't. And you know, so I mean, you know, like like any sale, like I say, this it's like this. It's like evolution is progression of a company. So in this case, like you know, they may have just made so much money with M and As. Are like okay, just buy the domain now, you know? <laughs> like well, yeah, and they may that. they may have gotten so much crap that they're like okay, we got to buy this. Well, and that's what I was saying, too, about the technology holdings piece. My guess is, is that, you know, depending on how long Mike held the domain, it had, a, you know, it had that price tag on it for, for ever, however long he owned it. Um, and therefore, they were probably eyeing it up for a while until they felt like, OK, hey, we've now got the, the we either have enough positive, meaning like they've made enough money that we can afford it. Or they had enough negative impact that they said we have no choice. You know what I mean? What it will take out a loan, whatever it takes. Let's just get this thing or, done because I mean they look super successful. Or someone came in and they had a new marketing person. I don't know. It'd be interesting to look at it. But as something broke their worldview, I think the sale price is a great price. And I think that this is one of those instances. Like let's say you put it at a million bucks. Listen, I don't see them 
doing that, right? They were on the net, they went to the dash, you know? And so like, if you price it too high, that, that, that buyer is just okay with the pain. They're like, you know, and, and they don't move that. That's why like when you're pricing a domain name, and I, I say this a lot in my, my posts, is like, you gotta understand the buyer type, you gotta understand the trend. It's like, there's this matrix of, of events that take place to know whether it's a good sale or not. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. Well, let's talk about the buyer type stuff. Do you have, is that in your dot-com strategies book, by the way, like the buyer types? Like where, cause you may, you know, you mentioned certain things and I, you know, and you do this when, even when we talk daily, daily about different business things and deals and things we're working on, you know, so these kind of references that you make on the show, is this, is this available to the general public? No. So, I mean, I do, I do post on my LinkedIn and I'm, I'm got, I have a, I think I posted on, actually there's, there's a blog article on media options i'll have to get it i'll get you the, the link i did it like three years ago well we don't want to give everybody the secret sauce you know what i'm saying i just uh <laughs> no but yeah I, no no it's, I, it's, I, it's out there but I, I actually have a new book coming out um and 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 it's going to be in that um, yeah yeah and i don't know if i mentioned that in the bio but yeah you got your dot-com strategies book i mean you're super active on linkedin you know you do your blog posts and uh your vi your video blogs and um you know always giving out gems but it's interesting it's what's funny and and yeah, because when you see people who have, you know, kind of are trying to sort of, you know, educate based on ways of thinking and different stuff, and you see it in sales all the time, people, you know, they've got their, you know, their different, uh, you know, I don't even, you know, their stuff that they talk about. But for you, you like really live it. Like, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, and and utilize it in, in, it's not just, oh, hey, I'm trying to pitch this. And I'm not saying that, like, it's, I've been meaning to, to mention this to you. Like, it's cool the way that it really does overlap. I mean, like, these are, like, we talk about these, these different paradigms, the framing, the worldview stuff, you know what I mean? The different pillars, like, you know, I mean, you've really lived that stuff, man, and it works yeah. for you and it's great. It works for us. I mean, it's all good, but, um, I well, think, I mean, some uh, people just get intuitive, like Drew's, I mean, he's intuitive, man. He's like, Boom. You know, I get it. You know, Mike, man, I mean, these people that's, that sell on a consistent basis, they get it. They, you know, it's like, there's these buckets of pricing and domain names that they have in their mind intuitively knowing that there's different buyer types that it attracts. Right. So I would often say your domain attracts who it attracts. And I think in this case, once again, I think this was a good sale because this is, it falls in it's that third buyer type. The, the fourth buyer type, just we get this out of the way is viable scalable. So that would be distributed.com. Right. So they're like, they're scaling, they're taking in money. Right. And so, you know, there's a different price tag they want to pay. And then, and then the, the fifth one would be your high rev and your, your national brands, right? So they yeah. just, by, by default, they get it. It's like, they can plug this into this and it's like off to the races overnight, you know, because they have a model already, right? So yeah. they're willing to pay, they're willing to pay upfront and invest upfront for what they know they're going to get. Well, these other ones is, is this natural progression. So if you look at these sales through that lens, you're like, wow, right? But then you intersect that with trends and that's where you get like the crypto trend, the metaverse trend, right? And if mm -hmm. you miss that trend, man, listen, 
Well, like, we saw it. We it saw ain't that coming back, baby. <laughs> oh, we saw that with folks. I mean, uh, some people got yeah. once in a lifetime offers, and they're truly going to be once yeah. in a lifetime, or they're going to be waiting another yeah. five, six years. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think for this one, I mean, I do feel like I would agree. I think pricing wise, I think kind of got like sold the top here, like you know, got the most value that he was going to get. I think that uh, you know, Mike does have a tendency too to put high prices on his domain names, um, and uh, you know, which you know, sort of the, you know, Rick Schwartz, you I know, think a lot, he needs some of these. To. Well, why is you don't think it's as much lately? I haven't. Seen... No, I, th I think he needs to put high prices on his domains because he has so many. Oh yeah, well he exactly. Right? Yeah. He's got it. I, I don't. Think, I don't think there. I think he just gets the. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen his sales, and it's like, I think it's the high higher side usually buyer types. But um, yeah, but I, I guess he does a lot of twenty and fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, well no, I mean, and look, I think you look at a name like this, and you, you know, you price it based on the different factors, and depending on how yeah. deep you go, and across, are you looking at potential buyers and buyer types, and you know, where where you think that that works, and you know, and I think that is the kind of whole, you know, sort of big, you know, you know, you know, thousand, ten thousand foot view that you kind of need if you're really trying to price them properly, and and also willing to have the patience to wait until the you know the buyer can get to where yeah. they need to get to to get you the value that you want to get for the domain, but I would agree with your point earlier, whereas this name is at three hundred thousand maybe never sells ever. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, I think there's a point when it's just like you said, unless it, it you are getting all of the right things to all converge properly, um, you know, it'll never sell. And then, you know, then you're just missing opportunities and then you're just carrying, you know, you know, carrying domains. Yeah. And you're not going to sell. Yeah. So in this case, I think they probably had an amazing year, right? The merging acquisitions, there was yeah. so much activity happening. It's like all these trends hit and it's like, boom, it was perfect. And I think that's the key is like, as a main investor, if you don't see that, um, then, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if we want to, I'll just, I'll just bring this tweet up here. Drew's tweet today. I thought it was pretty good. If you're not following Drew, it's at Andrew Rosner. But he said the right, there's the right price and there's the right now price. All right. <laughs> and wait, 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 wait. And we need to clarify <laughs> this right now. <laughs> we have to clarify this right now. That was actually my line. <laughs> No, and, I said uh, I said credit JT. No, credit. I know, I know. He credited like, me, but I'm just saying. And then you know, obviously, big shout out to Drew. But we were on a call <laughs> and had the, and that was uh, came up, and we were talking about you know a, an offer on a particular domain, and you know, and it was like you know the, the offer was low, and it's like you know, it's like well, it's not the right, you know. I said, well, it's not the right price, but it might be the right now price. So he's like, oh, I love that. I'm gonna steal yeah. that. I'm like, well, you got to give me credit. I'm like, but we got a show we're going to tape. So I'm going to go ahead and drop it on the show oh. and uh, to get it out ahead of you. And he still beat me to the punch. But, uh, but yeah, but I think that's an important thing. I mean, look, and that's going to, and I think in the market that we enter into, and this is an important thing that we're talking about trends right now, is that, you know, as you get into this situation where, you know, the economy starts to slow down, you know, we're dealing with all of these, you know, we're talking inflation and stagflation and recession and all of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it does start to shift people's view. And, and you, you, made, you made the point about how, you know, people had offers once in a lifetime type of offers on some domains based on trends that are no longer that no longer exist. Right. So now, you know, start. Do you, do you think we're starting to shift from a seller's market to a buyer's market? I mean, what do you think? Um, I mean, that's my thought. I think I think the whole world is shifting. Right. Everything is shifting. That's actually yeah, a good setup, JT, because, yeah, we're, we're going from, you know, look at real estate, look at automobiles, you know, look at supply in the stores, right? So it was this, this awesome opportunity for sellers and now we're shifting and there, but there's a little bit of a, a lag in here, right? So, I mean, you, know, you have a little bit of time if you do have some offers on, but once it shifts, it's going to be this next trend is going to be a while. And if you miss that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it comes back. I mean, some of these, some of these companies, right? If you look at domain sales through the lens of a company and it's, it's growth and it's scaling and it's progression, right? Because that's what a domain sale is. 
every domain sale, right? To James, your point, they're on the .co. And at some point, their worldview changed. Maybe it was because they had money, but at some point it changed, right? We don't know. This one, I know from my experience, a lot of times they don't even think about it until that's ah, nice to have, but you know, we're good with this. If it's 10,000, whatever, right? But something changes uh, in that funding conversations and then, and then they get it, right? So that's, the, if you look at that progression and you intersect that with trending, trends in the marketplace, uh, intersect that with the buyer type, intersect that with the three pillars to domain evaluation, you get this matrix. Some people do it intuitively, they just bucket it. Um, but I think, yeah, I, 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 I think we're at this flipping point. It's gonna be a seller's market. Um, I'm sorry, it's gonna be a buyer's market, seller's market. And um, you know, people are gonna need liquidity. And they're not, it's not going to be there, you know. So what well, can, yeah. from a domain investor point of view, what can domain investors do to prepare for this? Um, is, it, is it like building a liquidity fund or you know, just so that you've got your war chest there so you can, you can yep. buy domains there and then or what is it? Yeah, I think that that's, uh, you know, I think that would be the advice. And we've talked about this on some of our other shows about just, you know, and the trends that we were seeing, the market trends. And this was even prior to some of the, you know, the recent rate hikes and the impact on the markets and some of the other stuff and the drop in crypto and everything else. And, you know, not saying, oh, we called it, but, you know, you can see these things coming on the horizon, right? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I think selling, you know, people typically, well, human nature, right? People want to sell when things are going up and they want to buy when, you know, when things are going down as opposed to, I'm sorry, they want to buy when things are going up because they get caught up in the FOMO in the market, right? And then they sell when things are going down because they're panicking and they're like, oh my God, this is it. When really you need to do, you know, it's like the Warren Buffett, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you got to be bold when others are fearful and that kind of stuff. And, you know, so hopefully people sold as prices and things were on their way up so that they were able to, you know, to, to establish and develop some liquidity. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, I, I think that without a doubt, um, if we are going to move into a buyer's market, the folks that actually have cash on hand are going to find themselves, you know, you know, you know, seeing some pretty interesting opportunities that they'll be able to take advantage of that they wouldn't otherwise if they don't have the cash. So, so I mean, I take it a little different, James, right? So I take it like you have to be, you have to be comfortable and honest with your facts. Okay. Your portfolio, you know, what, what is the value of it? Because each domain name is a little snowflake, right? This little snowflake. That's my line too. Off. That is my line right. as well. That's snowflake line is copy also JT, line. right? Copy JT, line. You need to copyright. I'm just <laughs> saying, <laughs> trademark, all rights reserved. But yes, each domain credit, is like a snowflake. Go credit J ten ten and Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you him. But I mean, it really is like each domain is going to have an offer when it has an offer, and if you pass on it, you know, I often say that, um, you know, there's like even like. You know, there's there's trends even in a vertical. Okay, so the metaverse trend, right? It came in. There's this, this exuberance. Everyone's making money in crypto. Like you have millionaires that are now, you know, thousandaires, right? Um, and you know, this exuberance. You know, like money's out there, right? Um, you know, uh, you know, who knows that trend's going to continue? Uh, you know, you have other industries that it, it starts with this big trend and then it consolidates, right? There's this low period. The 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 winners come on top. And then it comes back again, right? So just be honest with your domains, where they're at. What do they, who do they attract? And I'm just thinking of conversations I have with owners and, and they're very compelling. Like, I mean, somebody's owner, you know, domain investors like, you understand this is the best domain. This is a $300,000, $500,000 domain name. And I'm like, yes, but who's going to buy it? Like, let's be honest here, right? I mean, how many, how many companies out there have that liquidity? How many companies, you know, I mean, you just have to be honest, like, who's going to buy it? When are they going to buy it? Right. I mean, I mean, once again, it's this 
if you, if I, when I go back and I look at domains, I wish I could share some, I can't, but the ones that I, I, we've acquired, you can see the company coming, right? You can see there's one buyer for this. And you can see that um, in some instances, the owners did an amazing job negotiating and setting a, uh, you know, and setting a limit. Um, and, you know, once they pass and they harden their marketing, a lot of times they don't come back. So I, I think James, my, my key point would be just be honest with what your domains, with the industry, with the trends, what is it really worth? I mean, the domains that you want to hold on to and, you know, make sure the domains to hold on to and hold out because there's a reason why people pay a million dollars. There's a, there's a fundamentals and facts of a company that pays a million dollars for domain and wishing and hoping that a company comes along and fits that criteria is a wish and a hope. And a lot of times you just, you know, you get wrecked. Hope yeah. floats until it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I think those are really, really great points. And I think we've always, you know, you've got to look at that at your investments across the board. And, and I think we say this all the time, too, with with especially new folks coming into the space and, and domain investing and what have you. It's like, you know, you, you've got to also be realistic and reasonable with what your expectations are. What 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 are the results you're trying to achieve? You know, we talk on Domain Sherpa Review about sales that we do. And, you know, people see 20x and 30x returns and think, oh, cool, I'm going to go make this happen right away and don't realize that in order, you know, to be a Braden Pollock, to be able to do those kinds of things. And, you know, um, you've got to have a large portfolio and have been doing this for years and years and, and, you know, and also put the work in, like, you know, these guys aren't just sitting around, like everything being bought off of buy it now. I mean, you know, a lot of times this is active. This is, you know, really working through their network. This is doing the diligence and the research, figuring out who to contact, how to contact. You know, when we talk about, you know, Chris's three thousand, you know, 300,000 contact points. It's like, you know, you, it's not by accident to be able to get a hold of the people that, you know, the deci- the proper decision makers across tens of thousands of entities and companies in order to get to, you know, good results, right? I mean, this, it takes work, you know, you got to be willing to roll up your sleeves and, and get your hands dirty, um, you know, and, and, and that also has to start from a place of being realistic, otherwise you're going to burn out and, you know, and, and again, kind of come and go. So, um, well, I'll, just, I'll just, I'll just, well. yeah. Consistency as well. I think that's that's probably why you're successful, Chris. Is that you're consistent. You hit it every yeah. single day. Yeah, I mean, so, there are but, very but, very few people have that like you know that that will that stick to itiveness. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all. I, mean, I talk to the coolest people in the world. You know, it's just like it's not even. I tell people it's like. I mean, it's not even work. It's like I love it. Like it's cool. You know. Um, but going back to, I mean, some domains don't have a buyer. Okay, you have to be. You ha- like this is like you have to realize like there's no buyer like. So many times we want to, you know, like people present domains like, hey, Amazon wants this. And I'm like, why would Amazon, like they have like the best phone they don't use. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. they're, 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 they're doing Amazon, right? And so, you know, it, everyone can look and say, well, this company could use this, but will they ever use it, right? And most companies, you know, it's the four strategy of domains are brand, sub-brand marketing, defensive in nature, right? And most companies are only going to invest in their brand because it just makes sense. Like, why would they have multiple brands um, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it dilutes their messaging, it dilutes their marketing dollars. And so they're going to pump it into their brand, but I'll just, one, one more pointer. When I, when I look at trends, I look at them through, and I'll just say this one more time, right? So it's, it's economical, it's social, economical, and technological. And from a social standpoint, I think one of the trends, and I think it was a good discussion. And I forget when it was JT, but it was like on the dot IOs. I saw it from Drew you know, our .io's trending out, you know, and .xyz is trending in. Um, James, your point, .co goes to the .com. Um, I haven't sold a .net. I think 
think I've sold one.net in all the like six years, you know? Yeah, no, .nets are very, <laughs> I mean, like very niche. Uh, I mean, within a uh, niche and, you know, yeah. I mentioned Braden. Braden is an example of somebody who, you know, is, but even Braden will tell you as much as he's a buyer of really premium.net domains, he doesn't sell a lot of them, you know, because they're yeah, just. Yeah. And so that social is like, you know, there's the social with, with everyone going digital. So, I mean, you know, and James, your point, like these companies, you know, like work from home and technology and, uh, you know, there's the social trend as far as extensions. I think the XYZ, we've seen a little uptick there. It's not like, you know, crazy, but there's an uptick. Um, from an economical standpoint, I think the trend is going to, you know, JT, to your point, it's like we're seeing a shifting in funding and that's going to get more ex exacerbated as we go. I don't think we've hit even the tip yet. Um, you know, money's going to, it's going to look for a more strategic home and it better be strategic or they're going to move. And then from a actually techn technology would be more the extensions like the dot XYZ, right? So yep, anyways, think, that's my frame with how I look yeah, at trend. Okay. Yeah, no, and I think it's interesting. And I agree. I mean, like, you know, we talked about this a little bit about, you know, Drew did say, you know, he called the top on IO and, you know, and XYZ is being a little bit more sort of, you know, seems to be a little bit, you know, and some of this is very anecdotal, right? But um, but everybody always comes home to .com, you know, when it really matters, right? And uh, you say that. You say that all roads lead to domains, but all roads lead to .com. All domains. roads lead to .com. I think we need domains. to rephrase that. <laughs> That's it. We'll rephrase it for the purposes of this show. So let's talk yes. about like one, maybe two more, and then we'll be able to shut it down. Um, so, uh, so let's segue into gala.com. You know, I thought this was a good. Uh, you know, you've got this on the list. Did you do an article on this one yet, or? Um, on yeah, gala? so I've done a couple of articles on that on jamesnames.com. Mm -hmm. um, just really highlighting, first of all. Um, Gala Games acquisition of Gala.com, moving from Gala.games to Gala.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then the the next point was, the, the next article that I wrote was just about uh, why the company bought it. You know, sure. they're moving beyond gaming. So they've outgrown their original domain name. Um, arguably, yep. they probably could have bought this domain name a, a long time ago when they were still just a gaming company, but they've completely outgrown their original domain. Um, so they're, they're looking at uh, Web3 music, Web3 movies. So obviously, Gala.games doesn't fit the bill anymore. Yep. Gala.com does. No, and I think this is a great point. Um, and I think, you know, without, so full disclosure, you know, we were involved in this deal. Um, and uh, so, you know, we can't, you know, we got to be a little bit careful what we can disclose or not. But I think that, you know, as you have astutely seen from, you know, outside looking in, you know, there, it, you know, this is a very, you know, dynamic company uh, in a very dynamic space. Um, and they are, you know, expanding. This is all publicly available, sort of, you know, you can, you know, sort of see this and view this. Um, but yeah, it is the, the shift from games to, you know, going much broader, right? And I think that now, you know, they've, they've now achieved that. They've gotten the .com, the domain they're never going to move from. Uh, and I personally think the company's great. It's super exciting. You mentioned in the, you know, partnered with Snoop Dogg and, you know, they've just got all sorts of different cool stuff that they're doing and, uh, you know, really trying to make sure that they secure and establish themselves as a global brand across, you know, multiple sort of ventures and different things that, you know, expand beyond just the pure gaming piece. Because everybody knows what they do in gaming. Like, that's now known. And, you know, they don't need a dot games to continue to, um, you know, can, to continue to, to push that sort of, uh, you know, agenda. Well, they were using several other extensions, too. It wasn't just Gala.Games. Games. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so in a way, it's but, almost like a consolidation, really, into, yeah, like, yeah. the best. Yeah. 
I would say the two, the two, oh, sorry, James, you something else? No, 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 go for it, go for it. I would say, um, you know, there's, you know, there's an interesting dynamic with desire, right? Desire, money, money solves, you know, I mean, you can, like I often say to companies, like, once again, it's like, you're paying for it. Might as well buy it. I mean, you're paying for the confusion. I love that's a great line, by the way. You're paying for it. You might as well buy it. So that's yeah, I mean, good. you're paying you're paying for the confusion to not have it, but you're paying yeah. for it, right? But it's because yeah. it's built into the bottom line. People, you know, because it's already built into the profit profitable model, they don't see that. They don't want to see that, right? But it's like, okay, you're marketing. All these things are higher because you don't own this because you're creating this confusion. And um, you know, why let another company come in and own the and, and own this and just like literally send traffic to another company forever, right? Yep. As well as, you know, the risk that you have. So, um, you and know, I, there's- Oh yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say, sorry about that. But the, um, you know, and when you're using multiple domains, right? It's even creating more, you know, multiple yeah. not, not to dot, dot coms. It's like you're even creating more confusion around who you are. Cause I, I really do think that if you're not using a dot com, you have to make the right of the dot piece like, core to yeah, you know part of your brand yeah you know because yeah. you have to distinguish yourself right um especially if you're using a relatively generic kind of term you know so yeah because otherwise nobody's finding you anywhere and uh you know it's like they're not going to naturally just go type in the io you know they're going to type in the com if you're using like a name like a gala or something that's like yeah you know and, well i mean uh, i mean a great example is kraken right i mean kraken um rum and kraken i mean you know the kraken rum has spent my estimation you know let's say 20, 50 million, maybe $70 million in marketing over the over the life of it. And they don't even exist because Kraken.rum just destroyed them, right? So it's like, do you really want to trust You Google mean Kraken.com, yeah. Yeah, Kraken.com, yeah. Do you really want to trust yeah. an algorithm for <laughs> for your brand? It's like, Well, ah, that's the thing. You know, and like, you're, like, you're trusting not know, only, man, you know? you're trusting the algorithm in ways that are not consistent with what we've seen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's the idea of like you know history you know history doesn't repeat itself but it often rhymes you know so and these are things that you know there's certain things that you can do and that's mark twain so i can't take credit for that one but the um you know but you know there's no question that it's like you don't don't make it harder on yourself and you know you're not gonna yeah. necessarily like you yeah. know and and in ways that you don't need to but i think absolutely to your point chris look you're paying for it anyway so you might as well spend the money yeah so there's there's this there's you know at some point or you're spending the money you might as well pay for it that, that was but my yeah i mean my my point would be it's also desire right so there's the there's the, like i know i have so many frames you know and like all these frames they kind of come together it's like well it's not that it's not that complicated i know it's not complicated but i'm just trying to put down in thoughts what some of the best sales people do intuitively okay like sure there's and there's intuitive nature to like, you know, Drew and the other you know, bigger domain investors. They just they get it, or any salesperson in the industry, they just get it. So there's this desire that takes place, and that's you know really what brings across the finish line. And I actually did a podcast, uh, chrisegger.com. Go to Fortune Podcasts on dot com strategies. It's on Apple iTunes as well. And I was talking about my, my key learnings with dan.com. And it's like, you know, if there's no desire, you can't like you have to have desire for these domains. You have to like they have to want it. They've been leaning in buy something and you know so often with the dan.com leads it was like and these were varying in in, in domain quality okay, yeah. so them were like yeah nothing but the same the same pattern happened is that is that you know the lead came in and then they they countered the offer let's say it was a hundred bucks five hundred dollars thousand dollars they counted it you know 35 50 75 and then uh they they rejected it and then there was like nothing 
you know, and you see the owner, you know, the owner come back and say, well, hey, domains are important. You know, they're like real estate in New York and, and you know, and like, and trying to like, okay, I'll take, you know, 65. Okay, I'll take 50. Okay, I'll take 40. And it's like, listen, man, there's no desire. Like they're not leaning in. They've walked on, right? And so that's what you don't see in these bigger, these bigger sales is like, there's this natural flow. Okay. And that's what you know, we do as domain brokers is like, you're trying to increase that desire by with information, whether that be logical or emotional information, right? And emotional is like social proof to get them to like increase this desire to see that, Hey, this is the best thing you can do. And by the way, it's going to be, you know, you're paying a fraction of what it's worth for your brand. Okay. So you're getting an amazing deal, even at a million dollars. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say like, you know, in this, there's desire, right? So that would be my two points in this sale. We desire and you know, timing, you know? Yeah, um, no, I think that's a fair point. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, all good stuff. So that one. And then, uh, so we've got, let's let's take five minutes. Let's close out with one more. I, On the record, I thought this one was really cool. Scan.com, you know, because you did get a lot of the words directly from, you know, on the record from the founder um, or the co-founder um, of Scan.com. So let's talk about this. I mean, what did you think, you know, and I think that, you know, this was one of those things. What what were they using prior? So they were using national MRI so scan. That, what was the Yeah. So they before that they were just a UK centric company. Um, mm-hmm. They were called National MRI Scan using nationalmriscan.com. I don't know. Do you have MRI scans there? Are they called the same thing? I don't. Really yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Call them MRIs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the company basically provided a private means of getting an MRI scan quickly in the UK, which okay. can take a while because of the NHS system here. We're pretty backlogged. So cutting the system out, getting to the front of the queue, that's basically how what they were doing. Um, they were self-funded up until I think last year when they went out and got funding for the first time in anticipation for moving to an international market. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, an international market means they have to expand beyond national MRI scan. Um, so they, they opted to rebrand to scan.com. And notably, the company is called scan.com rather than scan. Sure. There's specific uses um, that the, the founder told me within the interview that they wanted to specifically consciously brand it as scan.com because... It's it's all in the interview, but I can't remember offhand. But, um, <laughs> no, but I think this is well, it's more yeah. trademarkable, like Booking.com. I think that's. Oh yeah, well, and the, yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, there's plenty of examples out there. Yeah. No, and I think this was good because you know a lot of the quotes that came from this article, I think, really kind of hammer home, and I think this is a good way to close out this show because it does sort of validate a lot of what we've talked about. Um, you know, going out and raising funds with Scan.com was a lot easier. You know, uh, so I think you know we made that point that that was one of those things. It's like you know instant. Uh, you know, viability, you know, instant sort of brand integrity, if you will, you know, and, uh, you know, trust is a big part too. When we talk about why these companies invest in big, you know, premium.com domain names, it's that, you know, because you sort of recognize right away, it's like, okay, they're for real, right? It's like, you can see it, you can recognize the fact that, you know, it's almost like, okay, that, you know, a, a company that's got that kind of domain, you know, that can be up there with some of the biggest companies in the world. And, you know, therefore it's like, you know, there's no limit on growth around concerns around that kind of stuff as far as their digital presence and their branding with that. Um, and, uh, you know, and even the, other, the initial reaction is they assume we're bigger than we already are in the U.S. just because of the power of our premium domain name. I mean, it's like. That's exactly what I highlighted too, JT. It was like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's James. Yeah, I was gonna just um, on the point of um, the funding. I mean, just having pit, the scan.com domain name on the front of your pitch deck. Yeah, that just speaks so much about your ambitions and your 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 plans going forward. I think that having that domain name just speaks volumes as it could speak a thousand words really well and it's like a car right it's like okay you know you're pulling up in a car that you know you're you're, you're gonna want to you're gonna enter into a race and if you drew you know show up with a ferrari versus showing up with like you know uh a, you know a prius you know. Out ford <laughs> yeah well, ford. I, I don't even know what the yeah. Ford. like uh i was gonna say i used to have a ford tempo back in the day they don't even make those anymore but um but yeah, Obviously. but it but it's the thing. It's like you recognize, like okay, this this car can can achieve, you know, can can get up to this speed, right? Mm. We don't need to add other things to it or replace it at some point to be able to like continue to you know perform or to continue to improve and grow and all those kinds of things. It's like you know, it's just your foundation. Create. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, you can't really it, do any better. Yeah, it it immediately communicates. You understand marketing and branding. And it communicates excellence, right? These these elements of brand mm. equity, right? So I always say domain equals brand equals brand equity, right? In the end, it's brand equity. Like that's you know, a brand is just you know, first it starts off with just letters, you know, word. Then it becomes a brand because you breathe life into that. But then this equity, brand equity, is like is the accumulation of everything. And yeah, so I, I agree with you. Like this brand, it's it's a brand equity. It's trust. I mean, it's a great quote. You know, it should be we should put on Twitter, J, our Twitter, like <laughs> all these things, JT. Like I think we should get Billy to like. Like literally, we should be tweeting these quotes out. It's like, hey, come back to this article, like, because that's it's the essence. There's a gold mine on media options. Yeah, it's it really is. I mean, no, and, and it's easy for us to say that, right? But um, you know, as I'm wearing the shirt and everything, the um, <laughs> but uh, but it's true. And look, and we put in this time because you know we think you know we we you know it's all about this. This is the industry and the space that we exist in. Where we you know we consider ourselves to be best in class and. Uh, you know, we also think education is important for folks so they understand. I mean, just trying to help domain investors, like so they, you know, because we've been in those shoes as well. So it's like, you know, and and rising tide lifts all boats. But all right, go well, on. I mean, listen, we, I mean, the things we talked about today. I mean, if you're a domain investor, it's like take this and this is how you talk about domain names and, and you once again walk them through that sales cycle, right? In a way that's not obnoxious and that doesn't like and that connects with them. That because um, I think that's a key piece too because it is you, you know and domains are are this amazing opportunity to level the playing field you know it's like you can get into rooms and in conversations and in meetings that you know just by owning a domain that you know you otherwise wouldn't be able to get into right and so you could find yourself negotiating with some you know huge companies and you know big players big brands things like that and you know and I do think it is important the way that you frame it and the way that you can discuss it and talk about it because if it's just like you know. Um, because you know, people have it, and there's a lot of heuristics that also play into this, but it plays into owning any kind of an asset or a digital asset or stock or whatever. But, you know, people have a weird tendency sometimes to just sort of frame things in ways that just don't resonate, right? And they, to them, it seems like it makes sense, but it's like, you know, but without the context and understanding of how, you know, some of these, you know, other players, you know, look at it. I mean, again, this is why I think for you, dude, it's like, it's, you know, but the amount, the, the folks that you talk to on a daily basis, nobody gets it better than you do. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's important to kind of know how to play the game and know how to talk, talk, to be able to ultimately get the result that you want, you know? So hey, what did, what did this one sell for James? No, I okay. yeah, no, they, they, I did ask that to them. Um, obviously they yeah. told me straight away. <laughs> A lot of money. Not having that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, and then, then other quotes from the same article. We recognize the importance of an incredibly strong brand. 
we want to become a category leading brand, you know, and it is, it's like, yeah. you really can't get much better than this domain name for the space that they're in. I don't know that MRI.com maybe. I mean, it's Listen, just, everyone needs to go to media think, options blog and read this even article. Not read the article. Yeah. Yeah. I like scan. I mean, scan. I mean, scan.com is bigger, better. I mean, and if nothing else, I mean, just the value of the domain itself, like just over time as an asset is just incredibly valuable. It's just on, on the balance sheet. Um, and also too, and I'll just close with the last one that we've got noted here too, is that going to the U S where healthcare is a hundred times bigger in terms of market size, more players and smarter people operating in the market. We had to stand out in the crowd, you know, and, uh, and that's Got what it comes down to, last. you know? Yeah. So oh, it's, it's awesome. Big, this so, is a long show, man. This is, this is good. I know. No, there is, there's a lot of good stuff. Well, like I, a half an hour. And then like, it's, I think we went an hour. <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, at least I think we're probably about an hour and 20. So I'm, anyway, I gotta go to the pool now. Yeah, no. So with that, I think uh, we know we covered a lot of ground. This was great. And this is the intent of the show, you know, and I think you're going to see a lot of this on these shows. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you all find it valuable. I just want to say thank you to Chris and James for being on here and for spending the time. Uh, this is always a pleasure for me. I'm, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and to the audience, as I say on every single show, thank you guys for being here. Without you, there's no us. Uh, we're not hard to find. If you've got any questions, comments, you know, um, you know, definitely check out some of the things that we mentioned, uh, you know, Chris's LinkedIn, you know, the media options blog, you know, the various Twitter accounts and domain Sherpa and all that good stuff. But, you know, we're just doing what we do and just trying to kind of just trying to share the wealth and uh, spread the knowledge and uh, and all that good stuff. So anyway, so thanks for taking the time, guys. Appreciate y'all. Anything else before we go? Off the market. I, I'm quite happy to end. I'm sweating. I'm oh, yeah, that's right. You're doing like a heat wave right now. So, all right. Well, all right. Well, so we're out of here. We want to thank you guys again. You guys, both of you, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And uh, thanks to the audience. We'll see you guys next time on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to .com domains. Yes. <laughs> Later, guys. Uh, <laughs> Bye.